watch me work. Watch me, watch me work in your city. Watch me work. Watch me, watch me work in your city. Watch me work. Watch me, watch me work. I'ma say today. I'ma say today. You just sit back and watch me work. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Entertainment Exchange. My name is David Johnson. I am your host. Across from me is the co-host of the show. Wayne Hattrick, Wizzy Webb. Gang, 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 gang. We are back in the building for The Exchange. The Exchange? So we missed The Exchange the last couple weeks, but we're bringing it back. And we're going to let you guys know what The Exchange is. Wayne, what is The Exchange? Well, David, I, will, I am glad you decided to ask me such a <laughs> valuable question. I want to answer it. <clears throat> the Exchange is a part of the show where we just like to answer you guys' questions. It can be funny, serious entertaining it could be anything you're going through or anything you just want clarity on we gonna answer it to the best of our ability there you go abilities or ability no ability <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so you can submit these questions to us through our email contact entx at gmail.com using a hashtag on twitter or instagram ask ex in the comments of our videos on youtube ex does entertainment or on facebook on our page, Entertainment Exchange. Now, we got a couple questions today. So, the first question is... Yes, we got some good it? ones. How late is too late to arrive to a movie if you don't want to watch the trailers? Question mark. What if you do? Question mark. So, we got two separate questions. How late is too late to arrive to a movie if you don't want to watch the trailers? That's the first one. So let's say the movie plays at 1.15. Okay. What's the latest you can go if you want to avoid uh, the trailers? If you want to avoid the trailers, what's your movie starts at 1.15. 1.15. I say you get there about 1... Ooh. 1.35. 1.40. Dang. I've got this down to a science, You David. think so? But... Trailers are about 15 minutes on, long. It all depends on the movie, though, too. The trailers are about 15 minutes of your time. See, it depends on the movie. If it's a big name movie, 15 to 20 minutes. But I see, that's all I watch. I don't watch. I don't watch no low budget movies, no low value movies, dog. You probably, I'm need, for the, to, you probably need to watch some more low budget yeah, movies I probably so should. you can watch better movies. I need to explain. <laughs> I need to expand my repertoire. Exactly. Things that won't be like, like Lion King, Aladdin, Spider-Man Far From Home. End game. They're gonna have 15 minutes worth of trailers in front of the movie. Mm-hmm. Scary stories to tell in the dark had like two trailers. You know what I'm saying? It depends on the movie. Okay. Because if it's a 115 movie and you're going to see, I don't know. If you want to go see Get Out or Us, you weren't. There weren't 15 minutes of trailers. No. There were five to ten max. And see, usually I use the trailers to kind of get me ready for the movie I'm about to see. How? What do you mean? I prepare myself. Explain. So, like, with Get Out or Us or movies like that, when there's not that many trailers, I didn't have time to mentally prepare myself as I'm sitting in my seat. Okay. And so when the movie hit, I was just like, oh, god dang. Like, this movie is coming up with a bang. But then other movies, like... Endgame or Spider-Man or, you know, the bigger name movies. Yeah. I was able to kind of like sit down, sit in my seat, you know, kind of get ready mentally, prepare my heart for what's about to happen. And then I was able to not enjoy the movie, but I was able to like 
Just be calm, I guess. Be calm. You just need I was not calm during Get Out. You need I was to learn calm how to be during calm. <laughs> I was not calm during any other movie that I... Any other, like... Not low budget, but any other movie like those that was, like, suspenseful or, like... I don't know what I'm trying... I don't know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> but, like, if there's less previews before the movie... First off, I'm in there for all previews. I don't care what movie it is. I'm going to get there in time to see the previews. Okay. Like, I have to. Okay. With that being said, if there's less previews, I can't prepare myself. And if I can't prepare myself, then so you like your more boy, previews. Your boy is going to be in all sauce. You like more previews. Yes. Interesting. I'm See, a preview person. Okay. It depends on the movie. Sometimes I don't like horror movie. I don't want a lot of previews. Oh, especially Just- for horror movies, I want a lot of previews. <laughs> Because you're a weenie. And we've already been Boy, over this. I had to. I had to read my Bible. I have to find a passage in Psalms oh, that will prepare my heart for the absolute undertaking of my entire soul. We've been over this. That's why. No, like, like, listen. I'm sitting in the. I'm sitting in the movie th- movie theater for it. You get one, two max. I don't nah, need to see. Bro. I have here to comes see a something. Movie. Here comes. Nah, you are ruining <laughs> what I'm here for. I gotta I'm see like clowns. a preview. Hello, Georgie. Like, I'm here for that. I'm not here no, for... No, bro, no. Pixar. I gotta see something like Wreck-It Ralph preview, and then, like, a, a Cars 4 preview. I'm not and then, here for that, and then like And then, like, a Mary Poppins preview. Something no. to get my, my spirit up, and no. then you can drop me with it. No. Nah. Like you, I said, I'm here. You, if you flow, give, too. I'm here for that. If you give me a preview about freaking Get Out Or just give it, me a horror preview for, like... I just, I also, that's another thing I don't like. I just want the, the trailer, and I know from the top down, it's quote-unquote harder to do because you're just I know what you're about bunch. to say. I need the trailers to match the movie. No. Yes, 100%. No. Because it's happened where like, oh, I'm in this, I'm ready for Aladdin. There are kids in this movie theater. Oh, snap, that's an It too trailer. <laughs> Children screaming. <laughs> like, it happened when we, when a friend of mine, we went and saw Toy Story 4. We're ready. Oh, there's a trailer for... I think it was scary stories to tell in the dark, and there are kids in the movies there. Ah! Just scream with the like the spider coming out of the girl's face. Like, ah! don't the look. Scream it. Like, don't look. But they're kids. They don't understand that. That's what the problem kids is. Kids also saw Deadpool. Where they at? But these aren't the same kids, though. Are you sure about that? Yes, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure because it's Toy Story are you, Four. Are you positivo? I think if you, I think if you arrive 15 minutes late, 10 to 15 is the safe spot. Is like the safe little If you want to be safe, area. 12. Yeah. It's basically, if the movie starts at one fifteen, you need to be in your seat by 12, or... one twenty seven. I say twelve fifteen. You said one fifteen. By one twenty seven, You need to be in your seat before one thirty. Yes. Because you never know, because also, trailers moving in and out. So if you see a movie the first week, there could be 10 trailers. If you see the movie the last week, it's in theaters, it could be six trailers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Attached to the movie. So, 12 minutes. Now, if you want to watch the trailers, how late is too late to arrive to a movie? Uh, um, if you want a to, minute. I was just about to say, the, the, the actual time. Yeah. If the time is 1.15, don't show up at 1.15. If you show up at 1.15, <laughs> you're late. Now, this all depends. Like I said, the, the, the amount of variables are disgusting because it's about the day you go see it on, the time you go see it on. Yes, we get all that. But if you're going during during a high, like ex, uh, an expected time of high occupancy, if you're going to a 
7.20 showing on a Friday night, you need to be at the theater at 7 o'clock probably. I would even say 6.50. Uh, that, I'm like, because you got to stand up if you want popcorn or something exactly. like that get in that line exactly because you know it's going to be popping in there which I had I see what you did there yeah, which, the bars but I also I have no qualms about sitting down and just waiting like I like I know some people are like I just need to sit down and let them and let be ready but I can go like if a movie starts at 7.20 I can get there at 7 o'clock 6.55 and watch whatever the pre-stuff are or do email or, or like I can just sit and be patient mm-hmm. I know some people can't that's why I'm like, listen, I mean, 20 I minutes at the too. most, or got, 20 minutes at the least, is if you want to watch the trailers, show up 15, 20 minutes before your call time, yeah. and then get your snacks and everything situated if you're getting that stuff. If not, 10 minutes. You know how many times I go to a movie and I sit in there, and I just turn on ESPN or something? Exactly. Like, I had League Pass for NBA. Exactly. I was watching basketball before one of these movies, bro. <laughs> yeah. I was just sitting there watching, like... The heat and like a irrelevant game, but I was like, you know what, it's on, and I got fifteen minutes to kill. Exactly. Turn on a basketball game. Exactly. Now that's only if my service is popping, because Sprint is doo doo cheese sometimes. So. Sprint is doo doo cheese. <laughs> yeah, totally episode right there. Sprint no, is <laughs> no. Next question: Henry Cavill is being introduced as the former Superman for the Witcher panels and trailer. Confirmation of his departure? Question mark. This sucks. Because I think it is a confirmation of his departure. Because every time for Comic-Con and everything, uh, we've got former Superman with us, Henry Cavill, we've got former Superman with us, former yada, 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 yada. And I'm like, dang it. Because they got a lot of things wrong in the DCEU in that early part from like 2011. After after Christopher Nolan's Batman movies mm-hmm. till about Wonder Woman. They were just kind of like, yeah, let's just try it. Let's just try it. Let's just try it. And they put it on a flash drive. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. You want to know what the Justice League is? Hand me your computer. (laughs) Give me your your MacBook Pro. Like, bro. (laughs) You just, like, anybody can have that flash drive. You drop it by accident. We're not talking about that. Um, (laughs) We're not talking about that. Uh, <laughs> um Henry Cavill was the one thing they got. Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot. Yeah. The two things they got right during that whole phase. Mm-hmm. I'd say from I'd honestly say from the end of Christopher Nolan Batman or yeah, end of his Batman to Aquaman recently. Like they have had good movies and confusing movies. Yeah. That's what they've done. And Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot. Henry Cavill, for me, in particular, perfect casting. He is a great Superman. He is Superman. Looks like Superman. Acts like Superman. Can actually act. You know, all, all of this, especially in, like a lot of people either like or don't like Man of Steel. I like Man of Steel a lot. Mm-hmm. And what they did with Man of Steel for some of the stuff I don't really like per se, Henry Cavill brought it. Yeah, in Man of Steel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He even even, and I'm thinking about this more. And that's gonna these these are gonna be our probably either next two or one of the next few. Like, was it really that bad? We're gonna do Justice League and Batman vs Superman. Don't don't make me go through that again. Because here's please. the thing: the more I watch and think about it, Batman vs Superman was better. Than Justice League. 
the yeah. more well, no, no, the no, no, more no. I watch I, I think Batman versus See, Superman I thought it was the better. other way. The maybe the first time I watched Justice League, but the first the I've rewatched what happened in Batman versus Superman was the the Martha and then Justice League was the Superman's whole big dead and red thing at the end the whole they fight yeah, the yeah, yeah, CGI yeah. dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Okay. At first I was like, well, Justice League at least was fun. And it was like it felt like, oh, this is like a team up. The more I watched it, or I rewatched it recently, like a couple months ago, and like I can actually follow the story of Batman vs Superman at least. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> at least it's put together. There's, there are parts in Justice League where it's just like, and eh, we gonna go off on our own. We don't care what the script is. <laughs> we don't know what a screenplay is. Like it just goes off into whatever is going on, like. The best part of Justice League for me is the first five to ten minutes where you got Wonder Woman bust in and stops that bank robbery. Yeah. And she's sliding and blocking you like, hey! And then like, all right, and we're going to CGI world. Yep. I was like, so you just <laughs> you, you just gonna side the best character, like one of the best characters you've done, did, and casting and all that stuff. Okay, yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Okay, you killed off the second best character you had in Superman, and you've got Wonder Woman, and you showed her the first ten minutes, and was like, and now we're gonna make this about Bruce Wayne, and now we're gonna make it about Fat Bruce Wayne. Like, What's your superpower? I'm rich. Like, okay. no, that's cool. No, one of the things that frustrates me Thanks, so Brucey. much is that, like, okay, I'm call a spade a spade. Batman superpowers white privilege. Let's get it out there. Let's get it on the airwaves. It's 100% a fact and a true thing. And that's why when people see all this, well, what if Michael B. Jordan? What if uh, Sterling K. Brown? What if? No, it doesn't work because only someone with white privilege in a city like Gotham can have parents like that mm-hmm. who some in some instances they were part of crime and in some instances they were not. And see his parents die, horrible thing. We get it and decide, you know what? Alfred, I'm going to devote my life at 12 to fighting this and have the money, the power, the resources, the backing, all of that stuff to be yeah. like, you know what? I mean, I got a corporation in my name, mm-hmm. so I might as well use it. Stop. So the fact that he says that line, like that's the thing that angered me the most in Justice League as someone who likes Batman comics is that Batman says, well, I'm rich. When... He literally could have had a moment like, listen, because he had that moment later on with Flash when Flash is like super scared and Batman's like, just save one. Yeah. You know? And if you just save one, then the Flash will go, well, maybe I can save one more and one more. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you can have that moment and let it be earned if in the first moment, like, what's your superpower? I don't quit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then he explains like, Superman could do this. Wonder Woman could do this. Aquaman could do this. I'm a guy in the suit. And I have to prepare. I have to plan. I have to plan 15,000 steps ahead. I have to make my body literally a living weapon. Like, I have to do all of this stuff. Yeah. And so dedication, preparation, not quitting. That's my... If you do that, then when you get to that flash moment, like, what do you do? Just save one. Just push yourself to save one. Then that moment feels good. Don't? Well, I'm rich. <laughs> Ninja, like, like you don't understand how I almost got up and le- when I saw that part in the movie, I almost got up and left because I was like, 
and I, I'm done. Goodbye. So, so I say all that to say, Henry, we, losing Henry Cavill sucks. No clue who could be the next Superman. None. Literally none. That's, that's literally like tough shoes to fill. 100%. Because now, he and, played and, that role so well, which sucks, and they just be, did it so bad. Which Exactly. It's that, like, you see what he did? So to a... To someone who's from the outside, like, oh, I can do Superman. Because the movies he's been involved with weren't great. So mm-hmm. you're like, well, then the role's not that hard to fill. But it's like, you got to look at what he did in spite of what was going on around. And you're like, wow. Like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only person that comes to my mind is Army Hammer, who was a guy who played Lone Ranger in the Lone Ranger movie with... Uh, uh, Johnny Depp played Tonto. Only person. But I kind of want him as Green Lantern. So I literally have nobody. Which is why the fact that we have Jason Momoa as Aquaman and Gal Gadot and I'm like, y'all don't, like y'all are ruining and wasting their time. Please. We got Ray Fisher Cyborg. Do something with it. Don't put him in a movie for 20 minutes and he never do that role again. He needs his own movie. He could have added so much if he had more to do. So, moving on. That's all moving I got to say about it. Uh, what do you th- what do you think? We've got to ask you. About Henry what? Cavill moving on. The fact that it's probably look, that's it. Henry Cavill seems like he's doing pretty good on his own without Superman. So, I'm not worried about him per yeah, se. Yeah, honestly, it's not about Leia. We're not scared yeah. for his life. Yeah. He he can literally do whatever he wants. Yeah. He's dope. Um but as far as DC and how they just mishandled that whole thing. I don't know, bro. Like, it's just a whole poop show, man. Now, that's whole why, poop show. That's why I've been saying, bro. Like, DC just, they've been late to the eight ball every single time. Mm-hmm. Marvel has been like 20 steps ahead of them. So, whenever it feels like DC is finally doing something right and catching up, something like this always happens. Yeah. Just in the vein when we were talking about DC yeah. finally doing like these random offshoot movies and like, doing like things a, right. We were, yeah, we said it two years ago, three years ago. It was like when when Marvel was starting pickups, when they had like when they introduced Thanos and was like, okay, all this comes to a point. Mm-hmm. Then DC was like, okay, we got Man of Steel. Let's make Batman Superman fight. What? Let's kill one of them. Let's uh, make ju- uh, Wonder Woman and then we'll make Justice League. What? <laughs> Why, why are you rushing? That's the thing. Why are you rushing? Marvel and so, took 23 movies. Yeah. You don't even have to do that. That's why I was like, just don't even try to copy. Just, you know what? Shazam, throw it at the wall. Aquaman, throw it at the wall. Joker, throw it. If they would have done this a while ago, it'd be a completely different story. Mm-hmm. You could have went, like, while Marvel's doing this, do the R-rated, like, do Joker. Do Deathstroke. Do an R-rated Deathstroke movie. Like. And so now they're still sitting here. Even when we were thinking they were trying to catch up, you pretty much lost one of your strongest superheroes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally the strongest and then figuratively, like, dude, like, bye. Yeah. So, like you said, I don't know who's going to be the next Superman. Like, literally, I, I honestly don't know who can yeah, be Superman. I don't either. Henry Cavill is Superman. So, whoever else they find... It's not obviously. It's not gonna be as good. I guarantee. I can guarantee it's not gonna be as good. I don't want to say guarantee. I, I don't can guarantee. I can guarantee the the person won't be as good as Henry Cavill. The movie might actually end up being better because they can learn from their mistakes. 
I, I, that's a good point. I won't guarantee that yet. Though. I can guarantee <laughs> I know that you the will. person will not be as good as Henry Cavill. I, I won't say that because there could be like a Henry Cavill esque British dude somewhere. Okay, they, you know what? Never mind. You know what if they're British, like if You're they're like how many over the top planet, British, dude. I take it because they do things better than I we take do. It. They do things better than we do anyway. So yeah, I'll take that. After this break, we're gonna talk about actors and how they get into roles. And whether or not we enjoy it, nervous by it, like it, love it, or hate it. And we're back. Now, last question. Uh, It was reported that Joaquin Phoenix got his laugh for the upcoming Joker movie by watching people who suffer from pathological laughter. How do you guys feel about actors and actresses who do that in preparation for a movie? I.e. Christian Bale, Michael B. Jordan, Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix, etc. And more. Love the show, guys. That comes from Marcus. Marcus. Uh, what up, Marcus? Marcus. You go first. I got to go first. Okay, god dang. Well, I'll, okay, um, I'll tell you what. So, Joaquin Phoenix is, like, watching and learning about people who, stu- who suffer from pathological laughter in which, like, you cannot stop. You can stop after you're winded and it hurts, but regardless of the situation that that person is in... They just like it. It's the knee jerk reaction, like how we would flinch if someone threw a punch at us. Some people have that like neurological tick that they just <laughs> they just start like they just start laughing. They can't control it. It's messed up. And so he used that as basis for what his laugh is going to be. But isn't that what the does the Joker kind of have that Wait. kind of? Not, not not like not the pathological like really. laugh. We don't know. Like, but he gets punched in the face and he laughs. Yeah, but we his, we don't know. We don't know. It, it's just it's weird when I see that. It's, you're supposed to be going first. Don't ask me. <laughs> you're supposed to be going first. Um. All right. I don't really have a problem with it. Okay. Because he's getting into character, and he and if he's, if laughing like the Joker isn't something he can just do, yeah, then I say he should look up some stuff on people who, you know, have that kind of a the the kind of a vibe he's going for. It's one thing to just throw him into movies, say, "Hey, you're gonna be the Joker," but you can't do any research on anything, and we just want you to portray the Joker as best as you can. And so then we get Joaquin Phoenix's Joker just as he tried to appear without doing any research. But then it's another thing for, to let him figure out how people like that laugh and how he can incorporate that into um, into being the, uh, being the best Joker that he can be. And so I don't have a problem with actors and actresses doing that kind of stuff to better their role because it's not like they're trying to be disrespectful in any way they're trying to really do the people the viewers a good service by making it the best that they can and sometimes to make it the best that you can you have to do a little bit of research and see and draw some inspiration from somewhere instead of just going out there and winging it without without knowing anything so i don't have an issue with it i could see why people would have an issue with it but me personally I want your best, and if your best is going out and looking stuff up, that's how I know you're dedicated to giving somebody like me the best product that you can. 
Hmm. So I don't have an issue with it. I see and agree a little bit. For me, it's always like, I understand method acting. Like, method acting works. It's proven. People get Oscars from it. Mm-hmm. I just worry about people's mental stability. And that's, that's another where, thing. That's where it falls in for me. Like, that. that's why Michael B. Jordan saying, like, I had to get therapy after doing, like, Killmonger. I'm like, good. Mm-hmm. Because now, 2019, it's okay to say that. 20, 30 years ago, it wasn't okay to say, hey, I don't feel so good, like, after doing a movie like that. What's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? It's a different stigma. It's a different time to live in. Uh, Heath Ledger going so far, you know, overdose and all that stuff during the Joker. At the end of the day, it's not worth your life. So you're saying you don't want them to do that because it's bad no, for no, their no. health. No, no, no. I'm saying... I'm saying there are people who can do it and recover. There are some people who can do it and it's hard to recover. And they get stuck. And they get stuck. I don't... If you you need to know yourself mentally, know your strength, your weaknesses. If you can do that and recover... Example. uh, Christian Bale and The Machinist lost... Dropped weight all the way to 80 pounds to portray like a schizof- paranoid, schizophrenic, whatever. Like, look like skin and bones in the movie. Creepy. Mm-hmm. Then, I think eight weeks later, just ate his weight in food <laughs> yeah. and then bulked up to be in Batman Begins to start filming for that. So, you have an actor who did that and everyone's like, whoa. Yeah. But he was able to make that transition. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, Billy his, Bob. His character had a limp in, is it Sling Blade? I think it was. Sling Blade. And he crushed glass and put it in his shoe so he'd get used to walking with a limp. I'm like, eh, see, it depends on the person. Sometimes I get it, sometimes I don't. Adrian Bodie won an Oscar for The Pianist. Uh, in 2003, 2002, he dropped 30 pounds to portray a Holocaust survivor, actually learned piano, practiced for four hours a day. And, you know, he said, you know what? I needed to, I need to feel lost like the actual guy was. Uh So gave up my apartment, sold my car, went over to Europe for two weeks and just lived randomly. And I'm like, okay, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There, there's method acting, and then there's dangerous living. And but I think there's a fine line. There is a fine line between, you know, taking it too far and then taking it just far That's enough. all I'm saying. I mean, if he just, what is it, watching people who suffer from pathological laughter, I mean, you're just trying to see how they laugh. Yeah. And yeah. incorporate. That's, yeah. That, to me, is fine. And I understand what you're saying. It's, I'm I'm talking about on your point. That to me is not too far. He's just trying to figure out how to I don't know how to make that laugh sound real and genuine and this is just one believable. Instance, yeah. And so that's why, on your point, that this whole Joaquin Phoenix thing 
is okay. Like, he's not going extremely far. And it'd be different if not only was he looking up the pathological laughter stuff, but then he would, I don't know, go out in public to a comedy show and then just laugh. And do stuff like that. Like that. And then, or go and, like, provoke a fight and then get beat up and then laugh. (laughs) But we don't... We like, don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying we don't. Yeah, of course we don't know. But according to this, what we have in this question, looking up or uh, watching people who suffer from pathological laughter, I feel like that's 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 the line. Mm-hmm. Don't cross. Shia Buff did it for Fury. He got like tattooed. He lived on a Ford operating base. Like he cut his face. He watched like horses die. Like he talked about. It, it was just like. I was like, all right, bro. You know, that's the stuff I'm like, I get. I mean, he killed that role, though. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, that's not worth your your mental stability. (laughs) Yo, he killed that role. Yeah, I know, though. (laughs) Wasn't that great? Like, it's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get what you're saying, 100%. This This is fine. There's a line, though. Yeah. Jared Leto, when he was doing Joker, was, like, sending, like, coworkers, like, dead mouse dead mice and like boxes and stuff okay, like that that's too much you see I'm, there's a line that right there if i'm working with you <laughs> and i get a box and it has a dead mouse this in is it, what i'm saying you're not making it to the next shoot okay because i know it was you jared like the old school movie and here's the last name the old school movie one flew over the cuckoo's nest was a movie with jack nicholson um and it was based on the book but uh about psychiatric patients, all that stuff. He lived at the psych ward for months during that shoot, mm-hmm. interacting with actual people there who lived there, who lived interacting with real patients and group therapy sessions and all that stuff that we see in psych stuff. He did it for real while filming this movie. And that's why I'm like, mm, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I said it comes back. It's a person, like I said, person by person trial basis. Uh-huh. You know, some people can, some people can't. Michael B. Jordan's like, listen, I did it. I need therapy. I need to balance. I can't, like, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix is a little bit different. Heath Ledger, a little bit different. Christian Bale, a little bit different. Everyone's different in how they approach and how they adjust and deal with that stuff. So I think it's just like moderation, obviously. But it's also like don't, like don't kill yourself, for the role, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I get wanting to make a lasting impression and wanting to make a lasting impact on people's lives. Like like and it's and I'm speaking as not an actor, but to me, I'm gonna sum this up. To me, ultimately, you can make a lasting impact and lasting you know, power in people's lives by being alive. Yeah. And do it, you know, and mm-hmm. doing things for good or helping. That's how you make your impact. Not, man, that person did a really good job and he's in psychiatric care for the next 10 years because he couldn't, like, adjust to reality. Mm-hmm. It's not worth your sanity or your life for some of these roles. To some people, it is. That's your prerogative. To me, I would like to live. What's your prerogative. I would like to live, sleep without nightmares, yeah. you know, not have drug problem, not, but that's me, you know? Mm-hmm. If you guys have any thoughts about this, please let us know how you feel about method acting, 
pathological laughing lying all these things that actors use to get in the headspace uh is there a line for you where it goes too far are you in favor are you against it let us know uh hit us up on twitter at i'm from wakanda at hatrick wizzy at ent underscore exchange on instagram at ent underscore exchange and facebook entertainment exchange wayne sign off for the exchange signing off for this episode of the exchange it's your boy wayne the hat trick wizzy web that's david johnson and we are entertainment exchange we love y'all keep listening to this podcast keep supporting us buy our merch hit us up on youtube give us a like comment share subscribe hit the notification bell all that good stuff but until next time love god love people and we are out of here